When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time, and it's another Stop Hammer Time with the same uh, group of people that did it last. We've already did. How long did we do? Probably like half an hour then. So we're doing like feels like half an hour. About five minutes now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm joined again by uh, Benji Laniardo. Hello again, uh, Sam Delaney. Hi, and Jeremy D. Hi, Dan. Hello, Jeremy. I've just had a shower. Good. Uh, I feel invigorated. And, you ready to start uh, again? Please excuse my um, monogrammed towel-in robe. I'm wearing nothing underneath it. I don't want that to bother you. Benji, uh, what have you been doing during uh, your time away? Um, I Actually, I went to the loo. While I was there, I had this revelation. It was like someone whispering mm-hmm. into my ear. And the person said, Labrooks are backing us for the season with great offers like Bet5, Get20, where, uh, where you deposit £5 and Labrooks will give you another 20 to play with. Get this offer at bet.westhampodcast.com, which I thought was a weird thing to whisper into someone's ear yes. whilst they're on the toilet. I, yeah, it's strange. It's very much like the sort of thing Jim would say. Yeah. But I found it quite erotic in nature, that, <laughs> that, that little that, sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I found it's, it erotic, which a lot, of, a lot of Jim's poetry tends to be. It's, especially yes. his middle era stuff. Oh. Uh, Oh, yes, yes. Very visceral, very mm. earthy. Yeah. Very, very of the groin. <laughs> very of the, of groin, the groin, yeah. I think that was a, a slim volume of poetry that he published. It was a slim volume. But tone. it was illegal. You could only get it in Holland. <laughs> Jim Grant, of the groin. <laughs> it was self-published. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, so, uh, as, as we left our last podcast, we were we were talking about the possibility that uh, Slaven Bilic is at some point in the near future replaced by a, another manager. I... I, I the thing about Sam Allardyce was that... Uh, Bring back Allardyce, you're was, right. That's I all just that. When people asked who I thought should manage West Ham, when it looked like Sam Allardyce should maybe get his marching orders, was I would always say, Sam Allardyce, after some kind of coaching course. You know, if, the, if you had any sense that these managers could improve, you know, I sort of think Bilic... There seems to be a good manager in there somewhere, but if he feels that at the tender age of whatever he is, 47 or 49 or something, that he has stopped learning, well, then you have to replace him with a different manager. But, you know, like... He could go on to be really good, Billy. Yeah, I mean, I think so. This, this he's, uh, he's been managing a long time. Yes, I mean, he has, you know, he managed yeah. Croatia for quite a while. Which is worrying. Uh, Only a couple uh, of club teams. Besiktas, yeah, it was just Besiktas uh, and us. The only Croatia, no, the team, team in uh, Russia. Oh, was it? Oh, is that? Yes, you're right. Zenit, not Zenit St. Bees, but one yeah. of those silly Russian yeah. teams. <laughs> but it is, but it, but it, it, it feels, you know, there's a mystery as to what football managers do. Uh, Sam, when I, when I did a show with you on, uh, Talk Sport. Mark Bircham had quite, quite horrific stories about um, a particular oh, no. club yeah. uh, and their daily sort of training well, regime I, I know, that t- made t- it t- seem like they was kind of run by idiots. Well, on that point, actually, I don't know if you saw in the press today the stories about uh, Mancini at Man City. No. Incred- shocking. Um, sorry, I can't remember now which was the lead sort of uh, 
player yeah. in the story. But, but Mancini, do. apparently, at the height of Manchester City's success, fell out with everyone in the club from chairman yeah. down to boot boy didn't yeah. talk to anyone shouted at everyone was the most most hated manager in manchester city's wow. history yes. yeah and yeah. it's in one of the papers today and 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 yet that season they won that that was the season they won the league title you know, it's, uh, not and to they be... despised it shay given was the was oh, the yeah. writer of the article well not that. to be racist but have you noticed that italian managers always alienate the players <laughs> except, <laughs> for Zola. except for zola apart from they, zola they but he didn't he should have alienated them a well, bit exactly, more exactly. that's why he went yeah. <laughs> they'll come in straight away they ban the ketchup that's like no, the yeah. first thing they Outrageous. do which straight away gets people's backs up wild, right yeah. uh, Capello would lock them all in their room and make them sleep right it's like he was obsessed with you must sleep like they're, they're crazy they've got their own way of doing things these Italians they don't understand like, or, or tolerate any cultural difference whatsoever this yeah. is a really racist. It is racist now. I said that it wasn't going to be, but it is. And uh, It's not pretty, Sam. It's not pretty. It's, it's, not it's pretty. a car crash. <laughs> it's a car crash monologue. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know, the Italians, they will alienate the players with the ketchup ban, the sleeping... It, it always comes out. And that's out. why you need a bit of instant analyse thereafter, and that's what <laughs> England tried, but sadly didn't quite work. But it's... But, but you know... Um, who the good managers are, who the progressive ones that are kind of constantly learning new not things. Not Italian ones. We don't Sorry, know. I'll stop that. <laughs> I'll tell you, I don't know who they are, but I'll tell you this much, you're not bloody Italian. Well, you have to... And that's all I'm saying. Sam, sit down. Sam, please leave. Get off the table. <laughs> stop standing on the table. Uh, my, my feeling is that Eddie Howe would, would, is... Yeah. The, the glove fits. And yeah. mm, actually, when you reflect on it, he's done the most incredible job with Bournemouth. Incredible he had one, job. Yeah, I, I think that's a great shout, and I'd love him to be the yeah. Western manager. He had one big step up when he, I think, when they were League One, and he went up to went, went off to Burnley periodically, very briefly. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, it and didn't, it didn't really quite work. work out. So we don't. So we, we there is that question mark over. Is this just? A I think that was a bad thing. time was, for him. He was young. Actually. I mean, he came back and he's taken. I, I, I mean, think not only was, to bring Bournemouth into the Premier League, but to, 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 I mean, obviously they're struggling at the moment. But what he's achieved there is beyond the realms. Of, I'd love yeah, him. Yeah, I'd love him. I'd just be concerned that there, there, there's bigger clubs. I think he could even be being groomed for the Arsenal. The Arsenal job, I think. Whether Possibly, yeah. yeah. He's, he's fantastic, and it he's does, young, and he, he's, yeah, you're right, the yeah. glove does fit. Yeah, it does feel that someone uh, could come in and see that squad of players yeah, and look at them with fresh yeah. eyes yeah. and go, yeah. right, yeah. Obiang yeah. is going to play every yeah. week. There's yeah. no question that Billich, Billich has this odd sort of dislike of Obiang, this reluctance it's to a, admit that he can play. Yeah. Um, you know, look at some of the youngsters. It's like, you know, the, these people like Samuelson, if... No, they. You must look at these guys and go. Well, they must. The club must have hung on to them for also, a reason. Also, what has Joe Hart added? I mean, I think Adrian yes. is a great goalkeeper. Strange what, signing, Joe Hart. What has he added? I agree. He's certainly. I don't think he's any better. I don't. I, I don't think he's not. Great at all. I, I thought he would be, but yeah. having seen him, he's made as many errors yes. as Adrian. Yes, I mean, last not. season, I don't know what people think. I thought Darren Randolph was one of the worst goalkeepers yeah. I've ever seen play. For West Ham, <laughs> right. yeah, come on, really yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was worse than Alan McKnight. Yeah. You're probably too young. Uh, yeah, but there was a McKnight. Ben, ben, do you as remember a... Alan McKnight? Afraid not. Oh, oh, I do. Oh, do yeah, oh, I very much so because Alan I remember McNightmare <laughs> as he was. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Alan McKnight was another. Yeah. He was oh, absolutely. He was horrendous well, because. Uh, but Randolph was not much better. Phil Parks got injured. And so did yeah. uh, who was the one who used to play? Uh, he was the reserve during those days. I can't remember his name. Anyway, they both got injured. Behind and Alan Parks. McKnight came Sorry? from behind parts. Behind, behind parts. parts. Yeah. I don't there was the, the, the great no, reserve. I can't. The, the great reserve goalkeeper. I don't know uh, if anyone remembers. Was Steve Death. 
Daft. Yeah, yeah. Steve Daft. Steve Daft. Yeah. Jeremy, yeah. you're not, allowed, yeah. you're not yes. allowed to make people up. Yeah. Yeah. No, we don't do that. We don't do that on this podcast. Ferguson's number two. Yes, he was. He was in Black Sabbath. Prior to Mervyn. Of course, one of the greatest nights in West Ham's history, and I don't know if anyone else remembers it, was the night Mervyn Day made his debut for West Ham. Do you remember Mervyn Day? I, I, n- I've no. heard tell of him. <laughs> I remember him. Do you remember? And, yeah, and yeah. no one had but heard of Mervyn Day. He was about 14. Yeah. And Bobby Bergeson <laughs> got injured. And Mervyn Day was brought into the team. We went on to win the FA Cup that season. Mm-hmm. And Steve Death <laughs> was... <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what <laughs> my main memory of Mervyn Day is, right? Um, was he came back to the club as assistant manager to Alan yes, Kerbishley. He, he did, yeah. And it and was that, weird, it was that well. weird season... Where Kerbs, uh, Pardew got the sack, Kerbs took over. We were in a relegation fight against Charlton. Suddenly, Pardew's the manager of Charlton. So the two <laughs> Allens of yeah. Swats clubs, yeah. they come to Upton Park, or we go to, I think we went to them. Uh, we went to the Valley, and it was like, okay, make or break, right? And suddenly, they've inherited our sacked manager. We've inherited their manager who walked out on them, but they wanted to keep. So all eyes are on us. They remember they put seven goals past us that day, and that's the mm. sec- the other worst team in the league. But so, and I remember most. Pardew was only two games in, and he turned round to Mervyn Day on touchline, and it caught it brilliantly on camera. Um, him just saying. Merv, we are shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was their second game in charge. He was still trying to get to grips with it. And he's turned around to Mark Day and said, Merv, we are shit. And it was so perfectly caught on match of the day. Now, we had a couple of catastrophic goalkeeping debuts. Sasa Illich's yes. one game for us. Yeah. Didn't Charlton put four past us yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was bad. Also, yeah. Stephen Bywater, Bywater who yeah. was a very promising sort of youth team goalkeeper and was yeah. actually all right, Stephen Bywater, but, and went on to have an okay career yeah, I didn't I fine. didn't think he was a bad goalkeeper at all. No. when we were in the championship he was good I yeah. thought yeah, um, but down. didn't he Brad, it was yes, the Bradford, the Bradford game, but we actually won it 5-4 can we remember Stephen Bywater's greatest moment which is when he appeared on uh, Goals on Sunday and he was on the sofa you know they come and they wear their pastel woolies and all the rest <laughs> yeah, yeah. of it and at the time there was a lady called Claire Tomlinson who was presenting it and Les Seeley, another great West Ham reserve keeper, yes. has yes. recently passed away. Did he really? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. And, and, and she said, this is years ago, and she said to Simba, you played with him at West Ham and you were coming through the ranks. He was there, he was coaching for a while. Tell us a bit about him. He goes, he was great, he was an inspiration, he was one of the biggest influences on my career. And he went, they said, in what way? He goes, well, it wasn't just what he taught me about goalkeeping, He was. it was how he told us younger lads how to conduct ourselves on the pitch and away from the pitch. And they said, well, what do you mean? Be specific. He goes, well, he told me how not to make up... Well, I don't really like saying this. He said, no, no, say it, say it. And he goes, well, he taught us how, Live TV, he taught us how to not make a C-U-N-T out of ourselves. <laughs> and he thought that because it's, cause he was notoriously yeah, yeah. stupid, yeah, yeah. he was one of the most stupid players, right? He was he was renowned for stupidity. And he thought that spelling out the word cunt, yes. right, would be okay yes. according to Ofcom guidelines. If you spell a word, it's all right. Did he have much, of a, much can we of a clarify, Jeremy, that? you're one of the nation's yes. greatest legal minds. Yeah. Is, is that... Uh, In a court of law, is, is if that you spell it out to a judge, is it all right? Yeah. 
With it respect, se- my lad. It seems to be. It seems to go down reasonably Have well. you spelled out a word that bad to a judge yeah, in court? Absolutely, yeah. If it really? needs to be done, if it needs to be done, if it has to be done, well, you spell it out or so be it. You, you would normally or? spell it out. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Un- that's fantastic. You'd spell it out, or some people will spell it out, then whisper it as if right. you know <laughs> the word <laughs> can't really be heard. But I've just remembered actually one of our, on a more positive note on goalkeepers. Mm. Goalkeeper I loved at West Ham was Shaka Islot. Oh, oh yes, I thought he had two spells, and he was a class individual as well, wasn't he? Yes, yeah. Oh yeah. Classy man. He should have done more punditry. He did go on. Yeah, he did a bit of punditry. In America, America, yeah. He was not. Didn't he have a degree in rocket science? No, he wasn't the greatest goalkeeper. He was not great on the deck. He wasn't good at uh, any form of distribution or kicking the ball. And I remember not long. I know it can't have been with the back pass ball coming. I think I think Dix had sort of uh, made a special effort to chest it back to him or head it back to him. He made and, a special and effort. Isn't that Shaka, nice? Shaka <laughs> shaped to kick it, just kick it straight up, and Dix went, pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't see Julian Dix and Chuck Islop getting on terribly well yeah, actually somehow. The only, the only chance I've up. ever started in my life was uh, Trinidad's, Trinidad's number one. Because he went to the World Cup, of course, Chuck Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was a good goal, didn't he? he? was a really good Bernard goal. Lama. Yeah. Bernard Lama. Yeah, now the good thing about him was he got done for smoking weed. He did. Uh, which I think is a great drug for a f- professional yes. footballer. You don't hear it. You hear about the cocaine, the yes. alcohol. We like Bernard Lama. He, he smokes, smokes marijuana. That's the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, Joe Hart is a really interesting um, sort of development because yeah. he is England's number one, and yet for me, watching him in the West Ham goal, there is nothing special about it. It's, no, it's a hubristic signing. It, mm. it, it's, um, it's it's the Dilzo brothers thinking, "Oh, we'll have a bit of England's number yeah, one." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, not that he good. Be but also, number one. Also, the, that, that was a, another kind of misstep by Bilic in, in that, in the same way that I mean, in a in a smaller degree this season he kind of scapegoated Obiang for his team's atrocious performance in the first game of the season against Manchester United um, we were shit all over our defence at the beginning of last season yeah. and Billy and sort of decided the, to yeah. make a kind yeah. of yeah. a definitive gesture to show I'm changing things in defence and uh, chucked the totally unprotected goalkeeper yeah. Yeah. under the bus yeah. as a kind of um, uh, as a scapegoat for all the kind of shortcomings of our defence and, and people were going oh, making mistakes all over the park and it's only really that very uh, high profile one against Stoke that it's, it's almost as if you're going this is the straw that's broken the camel's back and you're going well yeah if one straw breaks its back that's fine I can't remember any others but there was a bizarre uh, social media sort of bandwagon just coming back to Billich yeah. I mean, and, and I am a fan of Billich although I do think at the end of this season it might be time for a change but last season I think one of the things that stood out for me was the way he stood by Darren Randolph because Randolph made more mistakes than Adrian had yes. ever made and yes. yet he seemed yeah. to kick he his cost us quite a few points he, he actually did. cost he us did. points he just looked so bloody nervous the whole time he didn't come off his line didn't come off just like a statue Adrian and he just made a big blunder at Middlesbrough last week after his Adrian was scapegoated for coming off his line and replaced with a goalkeeper who didn't yeah. dare come <laughs> off his line. So what we need is a balance. Yeah. Uh, Joe Hart comes sort of <laughs> halfway out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just Randolph would occasionally have a worldie though. That's that's what he kind did, of yeah, was frustrating. A great shot did you stopper, like as they did, say. Yeah. Did you like Randolph? I liked him when he was good. I think but the thing is, he'd have he'd have an incredible game, and and you'd think, oh, hold on a second. But the thing he was good at was what Adrian was already good at as well. Yeah, not certainly not an obvious improvement on. No, but no. heart isn't an obvious improvement. Well, not at the moment. Isn't, no, no. The, the thing is, I think that's really interesting ahead of this this Brighton game. 
whatever you say about Joe Hart, we've got, apart from Andy Carroll, and as discussed, we think that maybe it's a good thing that he's not available, all the players that we want to be available are now available. Now, as we've also said, said previously, when you get a consistent run of, of, of all players being fit, that, that's probably when you can judge yeah. the team. It's probably yeah. when you can judge a manager. I, I know it's... It's very helpful to be able to have lots of caveats as to why things aren't working out properly. He's got nowhere to run or hide. Absolutely right. And I said that in the summer. I said, the thing is, I I said to my brother in the summer, I said, I think he'll be out by Christmas. And he said, what are you talking about? We've just signed all these players. I said, that's why he'll be out, because he's got no hiding place. Now, expectations are high. I said, the Premier League's extremely tough. And he's got no wriggle room anymore, because he asked for a selection of players, and he got them all, with the exception Mm. of... He's also got a massive chance against Spurs. Because although I think, personally, you know, I'd like the world to come to an end at about half past seven on the 25th. If he wins that game, if we win that game... Bit, you know, then things could take off in a big way, and we could even win that trophy. So he's got yeah, two games true. now. He's yeah, got true. two yeah, games we, now. You know, we've got Wait, a chance. Yeah. This, this is his chance in the we've next. We've got a little run of winnable games, including, by the way, Liverpool at home. Because I think anyone yeah, on their yeah, day can yeah, beat yeah, Liverpool. Yeah. So yeah, we've yeah. got Brighton at home, Spurs away, and Liverpool at home. Mm. You know, in about ten days' time, we could be uh, talking of Bilic as the best manager. In, we'll take you know, it all back. We take it all back. You know what? I've been relentlessly negative throughout this podcast, which I apologise. For especially to the people of Italy, um, who I've contributed so much to world culture. It was a bruising attack on the. It was a bruising attack. Do I regret it? No, no. But I acknowledge that it would have upset people, and Mm -hmm. I apologise. But what about that little striker we had? That Italian striker. Dimicaley. Dimicaley. Yeah. No, I mean, he was okay. He was managers. Yeah. It's the Italian managers. I don't like. I hate Italian football managers. Can we stop? Let's just get that clear. Stop it. Stop it. But the point is, right, you're saying, yeah, in three games time, we could be better. And I, even in the darkest of times under managers like Avram Grant, could always envisage, because I'd seen flashes of something whereby it could suddenly burst to life. And if all the players turned up in the right mood, we'd be able to do it. I'm really sorry, and I hope I'm wrong. I cannot see that happening over the next three games against those three teams. We'll keep talking about this in a second, before, after, before or after, or during these messages. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Welcome back. Look, we'll know if Bilic throws his scarf into the crowd at the end mm. of next week. We'll know that he's staying for another three or four seasons, won't we? Because you remember the night Abraham Grant yes. threw his scarf. Do you, do you remember? You don't remember. <laughs> and, and that was that. On the next no, day. it wasn't that. That was the point. It was widely reported he'd thrown his scarf into the crowd because uh, he was being sacked in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> he was still there for another right. year. He just, I think he just wanted a different <clears> scarf. I, think, I do think this, this Friday night, is is so important for Billich because, yeah. as you said, Sam, he's got nowhere to hide. He does. He, he's now, you know, Carroll's not there to get in the way of any sort of grand visions we might have of playing nice well, football. He's ruining yeah. a lot of Shabbat dinners. It, it, it could actually, absolutely. We had Yom Kippur on <laughs> Sunday, and now it's not I know it's very dinner. inconsiderate to so the Jewish hammers this Friday a, night. A lot of fifty percent of the West Ham fans in this room are Jewish. Therefore, yeah. Yeah. statistically, 
Yeah, he's got half of all West Ham fans. Friday night. Now, Jewish football managers. You're Afram Grant for this Fantastic. David Plate. David Plate. David Plate. You saw Avram Grant at an Elton John concert. I did see him. Was it Elton John? I saw Avram Grant at an Elton John concert. It was when I still drank. Yes. And I made my way down to him. I sat next to him. I put my arm around him, and <laughs> I didn't let the bastard go until Elton uh, began to play. I guess that's why they call it the blues, which is my favourite Elton John song. Right, and at sweet. that point, that's I sweet. I withdrew. You kissed him. I just left Avram to it. He he was very polite. Put it that way. <laughs> oh, he was man. very polite and considerate. Um, Jerry, have you met any uh, West Ham players in, in the years? As a, as a high-power QC? Um, the only West Ham player I've met is Trevor Brooking. Yes, I've met him. Yeah. Um, a couple of times. I mean, he's from East London. It was actually yes. a school reunion. I didn't go to... He went to Ilford County High, went to the other grammar school, but they had a... Uh-huh. Yeah, and obviously Trevor Brooking is just as you would... Uh, and in fact, the other player I met was Stuart Robson. I did oh, meet yes. Stuart Robson yes. once, who, as you may remember, was publicly school educated in a post school. He in... was a smart footballer. Yeah, he, he was, was actually. In the, in the yeah, yeah. Graham Lasso. Very briefly, I bumped into Stuart Robson in the street in Highgate when I used to live there, and he was lost. And he was looking for, he was going to, <laughs> on a first date, and he couldn't find where he was supposed to go. And that's how I met Stuart Robson. Wow, yeah. brilliant. And I said to him, You're Stuart Robson. He was playing and for, did you yeah. join him on the date? No, I didn't join him on the um, date, but I pointed him in the right okay. direction. And, and, uh, and yeah. I he could have introduced you as his brief. No. That'd be <laughs> yeah. a good thing to turn up to a date, especially if you are a footballer. You, have you met many uh, Well, we've had some on the podcast. We've had right. probably half the boys of 86 oh, at right. some point okay. on brilliant. the podcast. That's brilliant. Uh, yeah. Uh, many of whom, two of whom you introduced us to, Sam. You yeah. got you got McAvenny and Mark Ward, your prison. Yeah, pal. my prison. Your he prison, was my prison pen pal. Both, yes, both of them went to prison, didn't they? Uh, uh, McAvenny, I, I think, think he did. Oh, he's got might have done a bit, for a bit time. Yeah, I think he did for. Ma- Mark's just a bit of Charlie. It's yeah. just a bit of Charlie. That was Charlie. the great Mark Ward thing. certainly did. Yeah, Mark Ward. I was his pen pal while he was in the thing. and he would occasionally call me from prison, and it would be great because when I was a kid, obviously I had posts of Mark Ward on my yeah, yeah. He was one of my favourite players in Jim's favourite players and in the boys' And sometimes I was great. sat at home in the evening yeah. and the phone would ring <clears> and I'd be sitting watching telly with my girlfriend, my wife, and I'd go, hang on, hello, Sam, it's Mark Wilde here. And I'd go, Mark, you're supposed to be in prison. And he'd go, yeah, I know, I've got hold of the phone. And then we'd just have a little chat about football and good times. Yeah, and then we'd share letters with each other. Um, but uh, Trevor Brookin, the best story possibly of my life, is that Trevor Brookin <laughs> bought me an off-menu fried egg in the BBC canteen. Wow. Goodness where gracious. I was interviewing him years ago for a magazine when I was quite young. I did a behind-the-scenes at Match of the Day, which was a great thing, and it was when Trevor Brookin was still on it. And so I had to interview all of the pundits separately at different parts of the day, so Lineker and Hanson. And when it was Trevor Brookin, he went, oh, we'll go for a little bit of dinner if you want before we you know, record the show later. So I said, OK, great. So we went in, and there's the famously bad BBC <laughs> canteen. They used yeah. to make tiresome jokes about it, didn't they? White yeah, City, yeah. and we go Why along, and they all—all all the women who work there—they love Trevor, right? They're like, oh, Trevor, because they think oh, he's so dashing, right? These these are like dinner ladies, and he went, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can choose anything you want from there, Sam. It's uh, no problem at all. Uh, choose whatever you want. He went, I mean, you don't have to even have just what's on offer. I mean, I, I, I'm going to have a fried egg. They will cook you a fried egg if you ask them. I mean, at least they do for me. And I said, I would love that. And he <laughs> went, could you make me and my friend Sam here a fried egg? Would it be? <laughs> 
too much trouble, mate. Of course, Trevor, anything for you. And it was off, it was no one off else menu. got a Friday. I got a fucking Friday because I was with Trevor, Trevor Brooking, Mr. Personality Plus. And we sat down and had our fucking Fridays and talked about football. And it was the best thing I've ever been paid for. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, yeah. my West Ham, meeting West Ham player stories actually beats all of yours put together. Mm-hmm. Because I had my 10th birthday party at West Ham. Oh, and, uh, mate. And, uh, and the, um, it wasn't at Chabal Hoops. It was actually in a, in a small leisure centre near Upton Park. And I went with uh, eight of my mates, organised by my Uncle Jeff. He, he yes, knows Uncle Jeff. Film. And um, uh, you, have your little, you, you do a little training session with one of the youth team coaches. And then uh, you have a bit of food. And then the, the highlight of the whole thing is that you get to meet a player. And oh. in, and you don't know who it is. So you, <laughs> so you are so excited. And in so walks, no. <laughs> in walks Simon My- Webster. Oh! And then, and so all of, and, and so he could actually walk at that. Some point. people know how this ends. So I've got, I had pictures all over my house of me and my main man, Simon Webster, who was lovely. Oh, we sent God. pictures of me and Simon oh, Webster no. to my aunties, mm. uncles, my granny. Um, this was a, probably the highlight of my life. And then I think. It was two weeks later, Julian Dix bo- broke both oh, yes. of his legs in training. He only ever played uh, five games for West Ham. He yes. only, I looked up his Wikipedia the other day. He only ever played 15 more games for his entire career. Yes. And it, it was last seen as Gillingham's physio. Yes. Oh, he spent so shame, much man. time We'd in physiotherapy. signed him as our captain. A million yes. pounds from Charlton. Yeah, and, yeah. He was gonna, and they'd signed him as a captain. A lot of people said it's like Dix was the captain. And mm. it almost looked like he was like, mm. oh, I'm sorry, right. mate, I'm going to have to break both your legs. <laughs> We, uh, we bought the <laughs> Southampton central defender with the defective yeah, toe, Richard Hall. Yeah. That's it. it was a similar situation. Sort of at the at, right at the end of of a season uh, in maybe one game and was never seen again. Yeah, similar situation. But yeah. that was supposed to be a big signing. Yeah, but um, I was at. He was I, signed principally for Benji's at, birthday. Who, who, <laughs> was at, who was at Highbury on the day? Um, Clive Clark. No, not Clive Clark. Sorry, it's gone up my name. Uh, Paolo Futre was due to make oh, his yes, debut. Yes. And, and when the squad was read out, you know, for the day, everyone was really excited. Yeah. Number 10, Paolo Futre. Then, of course, the team comes out. There's He's no gone. Paolo Futre. He's done the off. You, you know why he left. He left because... Was this the Moncur shirt? He had a fight thing? with John Moncur or something. Over the number 10 shirt. Yeah. But he got and the number 10 shirt. He got the number 10 shirt. Why did he run off then? Because didn't Moncur thump him or something? Other way around, no, Sam's got it. He got it. Was a, there was a tight... He <clears> said he wouldn't play because he couldn't get the number 10 shirt. Oh, I see. So in the end, Redknapp's gone, well, you're going to have to sort... Sorry, I'm doing my Brooklyn voice again. I'm racist about Cockneys now as well. They all sound the same. He's made them sort it out together and they did a deal whereby Paolo Futre gave him time in his timeshare in Portugal <laughs> in return for the number 10 share yeah. and Monco agreed to it. Monco went to number 16, didn't he? Yeah. Number 16. Good old, good old Johnny yeah. Monks. Yeah. Um, we should uh, possibly wrap this up. Yeah, we so we got Brighton on got Friday. Brighton, so we I would like about... to see Masuaku start that game <laughs> and possibly Sacco. Masuaku is... Feels like a kind of left winger to me. Yeah, He's I think he should play on the left. I think he should touch. drop Anortovic. I think he should play Masuaka on the left. Sacco up front with Hernandez, which you won't do. And I think he should put in Obiang in place of Noble. Yeah. And then I reckon we could have a decent chance under the lights and like maybe win 1-0. 
I agree. I, I think agree. whilst Noble continues to play, if he does continue to play, that this feeling that we're going nowhere will just go on and on forever. Um, I mean, you did know, he start at Burnley? I don't think he started, did he? Did no, he? no, 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 no. But I'm saying if he brings him back <coughs> or he has a run, <coughs> for me, Noble it represents, you know, stagnant. He was on, the, he yes. was on the bench against Burnley, but Obiang came on at yeah. half time. Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, you're right. That, you're that, right. That suggests, I mean, but that's, yeah, that is sort of progressive. I would have exactly the same team except swap out. Obiang for Carroll and go to a sort of four-two-three-one, mm. and I think this is this is the sort of last chance for for Billich. Yeah, I agree team. with you. Yeah. It's all set up. It's a night game. Yeah, it could be a three-nil. It feels like it could squad. be a three-nil. Yeah, but what if we lose? Well, then that's the problem. Disaster. Isn't it? Yeah. If we yeah. lose on Billich Friday. Out. Well, I think out. that will he, he'll go straight to the front of the of the next manager out because yeah. Koeman's yeah. just and, and, ahead and, of him. And at let's the face it, Brighton are. A, a good side. They're a yes, strong... Yeah, they've got, um, you know, they've got promotion bounce, haven't they? They're sort of... You know, all of the promoted teams, Newcastle, Brighton yeah. and uh, Huddersfield, feel like they're teams mm. that play with each other. And their, so best player is second... just, their best player has just got his first goal of the season, Anthony Knockhart. Mm. It kind of feels like yeah. he could do us. All right, tell you what, we could end up with Ronald Koeman at our places. I think he will go. I think Everton fans want him out. I think he'll, it's sooner rather than later. Some of them were acting a bit gutted I think you're that right. they got I think that equaliser yesterday because yeah, they want yeah, him out. Yeah. And I could see, he was so successful at Southampton, similar-sized club to us. Yeah. I would say that... The, I, I could wouldn't see mind Ronald Koeman, actually. I think he's... Very highly regarded uh, a good manager. in Holland, Jer- Jeremy's put um, uh, Eddie, Eddie Howe into my head now. I think he's he's gone to the top of my mental West Ham managers mm. list. I... I, I I don't think Kuman would be a dramatic improvement. No, you're probably right. But no, I think Eddie Howes, for me, is the number one choice. Somebody who who seemed to change tack in terms of their tactics, who was an extremely good manager at Swansea with the team that he sort of built, that Brendan Rodgers sort of took over, was Roberto Martinez, who did a good yeah, job at yeah, Swansea. Yeah. Uh, He's gone off the radar, hasn't he? He's managing probably the best international squad, man for man, that, in the world. That was yeah. a weird appointment. And they've given him that. I mean, it's the, I think any manager would fancy a crack at that. his assistant is Thierry Henry. It's is that crazy. Right? It's a very strange I would like, love it if setup. they'd given yeah. the Belgian... Because that Belgian squad, I mean, really, there's not many squads that have ever been assembled with that many stars. And, you know, no. you're Eden, Hazards, Lukaku's of this world, right? I would love it if they'd given that job to Sam Allardyce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sam Allardyce, manager of Belgium, would be <laughs> fantastic, wouldn't it? Yeah, funnily, that is a team that is much less than the sum of its parts. Yeah, definitely. Well. Yeah. Yeah. They, they should win as everything. As long as, as, long as no, the name Gordon Strachan is not yeah. mentioned. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, oh, bless him. That would not be an attractive proposition. No, bless they, uh, Raoul amongst themselves, the Belgian team, the Flemish and the Walloons. That's There's right. a sort of an yeah. internal, as people kind of uh, thought happened with the kind of early noughties England team that the yeah. Chelsea and Man U players all hated each other and that's why they couldn't they're really a very fiery people the Belgians aren't they very fiery notoriously yeah. uh, a fire put mm. out by chocolate fondue yeah generally temperamental um, Belgians temperamental. so you're going for a um, you're hoping for a 1-0 mm. uh, result uh, Jeremy what do you think 3-0 for, I think 3-0 it's all set up for a really yeah, good result yeah, good, on Friday good sort of that's how I feel yeah. Benji I, I would have said 3-0 but I can't now you can't now. so I'm going to say we're going to lose 3-0 <laughs> <laughs> right because it's one of those isn't it I think it could yeah, go you could see I can <laughs> believe either of those <laughs> things no it's going to happen on Friday uh, I actually agree with Jeremy but just yeah. to you know I'm going to go for I'm going to go for 4-2 
Lovely. Banging a load of goals. Um, Classic. But, uh, yeah. Textbook. I mean, it could be. It could be the. It could be the case that the the absence of Andy Carroll might bring about the uh, the transformation. Yeah. The, the absence of Kevin Nolan bought in <laughs> yeah. that season where um, he had to play that sort of diamond and play Zerati up front, yeah. and uh, suddenly we looked really good. And then Sacco and Valencia came in and formed a pair. And we had a really good run, uh, which he changed as soon as uh, Nolan and Carroll became available again. Um, you know, it might be that that enforced change kind of does the trick. So I'm going to go so. for 4-2. All right. Well, this has been it for our second stop hammer time. Are we doing another one now? We're going to do another one now. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. This good. One will, they're increasingly shorter. The producers um, have just fallen over. Increasingly, <laughs> increasingly shorter podcasts until we end up doing a one one-minute one, one <laughs> uh, which uh, is just the announcement about Labrooks, <laughs> who are backing us for the season. Oh, yeah. Great offers like Bet5, Get20, where you deposit £5 and Labrooks will give you another £20 to play with. Get this offer at Bet dot West Ham podcast dot com. My name's been Phil Wheelers. Oh, sorry, I've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name's Phil Wheelers. With me been uh, Sam Delaney. Thank you. Bye. Um, Benjamin Yonder. Good night. And Jeremy D. Thanks for having me. Good Come night. on, you irons. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at West Ham Podcast dot com. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk and we're also available on all podcast platforms including iTunes, Acast and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.